Again, this is King Known Uncensored. We got the Martin Luther King Day NBA games. But first, we got some quick stories that we got to get up off of. Um, the Golden State Warriors are exploring the trade market for height and shooting. I wasn't going to say size and shooting. Pause that. But, yeah, they're looking for big men and shooting. Damn. I mean, it seems like the Warriors are in an upswing as of late, you know, and I feel like, I mean, but they're a poor road team and they're not going to have home court advantage in the playoffs unless they have some sort of a, a mean streak. But um, obviously they've been after Jakob Pertl. They've been looking at Alex Caruso, who's not really a good shooter, but good on a defensive end. And, you know, it has been looming that there possibly could be a trade involving James Wiseman. They like the progress of Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, Anthony Lamb is progressing. And Jermichael Green, I haven't seen him in a while. I wonder what happened to him. Like, I haven't seen him in a minute. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of those players are going to be shipped out. You know, like the Moses Moody's to the James Wiseman's to the Jermichael Green's to, you know, guys that have fallen out of the rotation. If Andre Iguodala said it best. If I have to come in and play and outwork the younger niggas, it's an issue going on. 
Now, I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers that are 30 and under don't give a fuck about this. Especially people 25 and under don't care about this. But I'm wondering and I'm curious because um, from what I hear from the streets is Big Ellie, Big Silly, Big Money, Big Really, LL Cool J is allegedly dropping an album this year. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't give a fuck. Me, I'm curious to see on how he's going to navigate and sound. Me, personally, I don't want him to do any more music. That's just my thoughts, because that album, Authentic, was not it. That was I don't even think about that album. With the Accidental Racist record, that was a bad idea and a bad move. I view LL Cool J as a top 10 rapper of all time, but hopefully this new project, though, is similar to Exit 13. And I hope he stays true to his sound and doesn't try to emulate or use auto-tune or try to do mumble rap, because that's just not going to work. LL Cool J is an artist that doesn't need to modernize his sound. Or to even compete with people. He should just focus on what made LL Cool J LL Cool J, which was rapping on the microphone. But I'm curious to see, like, what's actually going to happen here. Um, From what I'm hearing is um, the Brooklyn Nets will be active at the trade deadline. I wonder what tricks Sean Marks has up his sleeve because obviously, you know, he did the Ben Simmons for James Harden trade and that did not work out well for them. Now, if they're missing Kevin Durant, that's very true. I still feel like Brooklyn has... I think they need to go after a big man. They don't have a backup center. And teams that have the Joel Embiid's and the Nikola Jokic's and the Giannis Antipo Negro's on the team, right? I feel like the Nets should go after a big man that is, you know, going to give them some production. I feel like they have the shooters. And then also, I don't think they have a legit, outside of Ben Simmons, I don't think they have like another, I think they need a perimeter threat, perimeter defender threat. Caruso would be a guy that would fit with the Nets. But I think they need a perimeter defender and a center. Oh, man. The Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I know we talk about them every show, but we're going to talk about them tonight as well. But they also, I think they played last night. And they lost another close game to the Philadelphia 76ers. And um, it was a big blockbuster game. I mean, Joel Embiid and James Harden gave LeBron James and Russell Westbrook the work. And a lot of people are blaming Russell Westbrook for that loss the other night because we saw LeBron miss during crunch time against the Mavericks. And this time he allowed Russell Westbrook to take the last shot instead of him. I told you guys, LeBron is afraid of criticism from content creators that tell the truth and reporters that tell the truth. 
you know, the three motherfuckers that do actually tell the truth in sports. And, you know, he ducked off so that Russell Westbrook could get the blame. We all know this. Now, was it a bad shot? Yes. But was Joel Embiid holding his arm? Yes. I mean, obviously, we, you know, if he goes to the line, Russell Westbrook's probably going to split the free throws. And Philadelphia was going to win the game anyway. So why not risk it? Fuck it. I'm surprised they didn't call that shit. But Russell Westbrook was cussing out the refs earlier in the game. And that could could have possibly been the reason why they didn't make that call at the end of the game. I mean, Embiid and Harden, they're looking like the chemistry is fitting well together in Philly. Maxie wasn't didn't have a particularly great game, but he shined in that fourth quarter. He had a couple of big shots. But Harden is looking like Rockets Harden. Because I, you know, I've, I had explained that I like him at the point guard position. He can do so much more with his driving and attacking ability. And then you can't leave him open either. And then if you do double team him, Joel Embiid's wide open. You know? So, yeah, that was a messed up one. But, you know, they bounce back tonight, and we will get back to that a little bit later on in the show. So, Gabe Vincent had 27 points the other night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this a big game on Gabe Vincent's part? Or does this confirm the issue that is in the NBA, which is lack of perimeter defenders? Because um, the Bucks is known as a defensive team. And Gabe Vincent is lighting it up for 27. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling it to you like this. Gabe Vincent would not be in the NBA 10, 15 years ago. He wouldn't. No disrespect to him. I'm not hating on the man. I mean, Gabe Vincent can shoot the rock. I give you that. But in the 90s, he'd be in the CBA or the NBL. It's a lacking of defensive talent, yo. This is just another confirmation. You know, the you know the uh, devil's advocate would be, oh, man, whack niggas and had big games before Corey Brewer put up 50 and, you know, but uh, guys like, you know, I, I, I've heard whack dudes put up 50 and this, that, and the third. I'm just like, look, man. People are scoring 30 points and above at an alarming rate. We're not comparing probably one game. Gabe Vincent has gone off this season. He's had multiple 20-point games, I'm sure. I'm just saying this is an example of the lacking of defensive talent. Every team had... You know, 20 years ago, every team had two, three guys whose sole purpose was to play defense. Yeah, they couldn't score, but their impact was felt on the defensive end. 
And those guys who I speak of are not in today's league. The New York Knicks are open to trading Derrick Rose to a contender and want to do right by him. I mean, where should Derrick Rose go? Because we know Derrick Rose is capable of dropping 15 quick points off the bench. I mean, you can ask all around the league. I mean, can you imagine Derrick Rose coming off the bench on the Atlanta Hawks? Coming off the bench with Brogdon on the Boston Celtics? Going back to Chicago and helping them go on a run? Helping Cleveland off the bench alongside Rubio. Helping Denver off the bench with Bones Highland. Helping Luka Doncic on Dallas. Because he would be what they thought Kimbrick Lamar was going to be on fucking Dallas. Can you imagine him on Golden State? Or Indiana? Or the Clippers? Or on the Grizzlies? Like, Derrick Rose could honestly come off the bench on every contender right now and be productive. The Lakers, oh, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is never going to happen. The Lakers got to stop with this foolery. I don't like this shit. Like, when the Lakers have these high ceilings, you know, you know, the, the dick suckers, you know them dick suckers, man. They're they gonna be like, oh man, but wouldn't you is it the goal of a franchise to get better? No, nigga. When you're intentionally trying to put a super team around LeBron every year. That cheapens his legacy even more when he can have just Anthony Davis and a bunch of role players and win a title just like they did in 2020. So it's being reported that the Lakers are selling LeBron James on the dream of teaming him up with Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. Let me tell you something. Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal are loyal superstars. It was a reason why Damian Lillard took the uh, contract extension he took. It's a reason why Bradley Beal re-signed with the Wizards for $260 million. So first of all, the Lakers do not have any assets to offer Washington or the Portland Trailblazers to even acquire Dame or Bradley Beal. And even if they did fork over Anthony Davis, nobody wants him. And how the fuck are you going get, to get those two on the team with Anthony Davis? Even if your desire was to flip Anthony Davis, you still couldn't make this shit happen. Dreams are for suckers. Ain't no future for the Fakers. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, from what I'm hearing, I don't know. I feel like if the right deal comes along, they will redig. I promise you. But the Bulls have come out and said that um, the Chicago Bulls are not willing to uh, trade Patrick Williams or Alex Caruso. 
I mean, it's a lot of interest in Caruso. I think they reneged with the right deal for Caruso. Patrick Williams, fine. He's not progressing along as, you know, the other players in his draft are. He's been pegged as a disappointment. I feel like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I felt like Patrick Williams went too high in that draft. I had said that this was a middle first round pick that year. I felt like he was picked too high. He's not a top five overall pick. He's a mid first round. The Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, and the Toronto Raptors are suitors for Miles Turner if he doesn't sign an extension. Miles Turner is waiting on the right opportunity. He's sitting back and watching the tables turn, you know? And, I mean, him going to the the Raptors, that helps them a whole lot. And that could get them into the playing game for sure. The Knicks, I mean, um, you would have to come up off of Mitchell Robinson or he would have to assume a backup role. I'm sure Mitchell Robinson's humble enough to take a backup job. I mean, he's already been paid. The Clippers probably deem Avica Zubak as expendable because he's very inconsistent despite him being one of the more solid big men in this era. Um, The Washington Wizards are not looking to trade Kyle Kuzma and hope to re-sign him after this season. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? I mean, to be honest, I would pay him. Whatever the fuck he wants. Kuzma is a very versatile player and has gotten a lot better on the defensive end. Offensively, he's always been gifted. I mean, he's an NBA champion and he definitely deserves to get paid. The Utah Jazz are not looking to trade Jordan Clarkson. I mean, Clarkson's a free agent, my my boy. I mean, he's looking to get 20 million, just like I said on the last show. I mean, if you want him so bad, show him the money. Show me the money. The Los Angeles Clippers want Mike Conley. I mean, sure, why not? As a backup big uh, as a backup point guard, <laughs> I don't see the problem in that. I mean, Reggie Jackson has not been playing well. And I could see a Reggie Jackson and Mike Conley trade. That would actually be a really good trade. I'm not going to hold you. That'd be a really good trade and could help both teams. I mean, Reggie Jackson would probably get a bigger role in Utah than he has in Los Angeles because Terrence Mann has come along and taken his spot in the rotation. Now, he's still in the rotation due to John Wall's injury, but what happens when Wall comes back? Charles Barkley took a a slight little shot at the New York Knicks on TNT tonight. And um, he said that he doesn't buy the Knicks as a contender. 
You know, Kenny Smith said that they were one player away from being an elite team. And I kind of agree with Kenny Smith. If they picked up Zach Levine, they'd be an elite team. But here's the problem. The East is full of elite teams. I mean, even if they did get Zach Levine, you still have to worry about Brooklyn, Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philly. That's five teams right there that are the top dogs in the conference. And going through them is like going through a gauntlet. Everybody else that's in six, seven, eight, nine, and ten have to pray to God that they even progress. Last but not least, before we get into tonight's games, um, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, Polo G, and Little Got It unfollowed Gunna on Instagram following his snitching. I mean, this is what happens when you rap. Gunna is not really going to get that many features on his next project. Unless he's got unreleased work with other artists, you know, he he made his choice. As I told you before, Gunna is not a gangster, nor will he ever be. You know, and he can't talk that gangster shit. You know, then he's going around um, talking about free, uh, free, free uh, thugger and all that. You told on that man, brother. You told on that man. Come on, dog. Y'all are supposed to be brothers. You know, those, those niggas that actually were entrenched in the streets that you were rapping with and running with, they don't respect you no more. So, that's all I have to say about that. Now, let's move on to tonight's games on Martin Luther King Day. Let's get it started. Let's go, man. Let's start off with this first. It's a lot of games today, boy. Let's start off with this first game. Boston ends up beating Charlotte 130 to 118. Jason Tatum put in 51 points today. This is my choice for MVP, y'all. This dude is the MVP. I know they played the Hornets. I completely understand that he's supposed to do that against Charlotte because nobody on Charlotte can check him. Understandable, but 15 of 23 from the field, 7 of 12 from 3. You know, Tatum's usually not that efficient. So, obviously, he has gotten better with his shot selection. At nine rebounds and five assists as well. Um, Derek White had 19 points. Malcolm Brogdon off the bench was the story. He had 16 points off the bench. Charlotte had five niggas in double figures. We had Jalen McDaniels with 26 points. LaMelo Ball with 25 points. Pretty solid. And Mason Plumlee's been going to work lately. 19 points, 12 rebounds. Not bad. Now let's move on to uh, Indiana and Milwaukee as the Milwaukee Bucks 
defeated the uh, Indiana Pacers without the services of Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, 132-119. to Miles Turner put up 30 points. My God. Poor Brooke Lopez. Jesus. And he shot five of nine from three. So Miles Turner giving Brooke Lopez a little bit of his own medicine. TJ McConnell had 29 points and nine assists. Is that a career high for him? Because he went crazy. And he shot four of four from three. My God. Where did this come from? Buddy Hield had 18 points. Hell of a performance. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks side of things, Drew Holiday had 35 points and 11 assists. Jesus. Grayson Allen had 17 points. Brooke Lopez had 19 points. Bobby Portis in the starting role had 21 points and 11 rebounds. That dude's a walking double-double, even when he does not start. Man, Jesus Christ. Let's move on to the New Orleans Pelicans and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. There's a lot of defense being played in this game as the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the New Orleans Pelicans without the services of Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram, 113-103. Um, Jonas Valianciunas had 22 points and 13 rebounds. C.J. McCollum had 25 points. But on the Cleveland side of things, Darius Garland, despite a poor performance from Donovan Mitchell, he only had 11 points. But, however, Darius Garland held down the fort as he scored 30 points and 11 rebounds. I mean, 11 assists and 6 rebounds. And Jared Allen poured in 24 points and 5, uh, and, uh, five assists and 11 rebounds. Excellent game from the Cleveland Cavaliers and good execution. Oh, man. The Toronto Raptors defeated the New York Knicks 123-121 to 121 in overtime. Behind fire performances from Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet. As Scotty Barnes got into it with Quentin Grimes at the end of the game and just told him, you're not that guy. 26 points from Scotty Barnes, 20 points from Pascal Siakam. Um, Fred Van Vliet had 33 points. That has to be a season high because he's been horrible this season, shooting-wise. Jalen Brunson with a usual 26 points. Julius Randle, 21 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. RJ Barrett had 32 points. Damn, and a fucked up law. That's a fucked up way to lose. Terrible. But yeah, man, the Raptors snuck one out in overtime. Let's move on to Golden State and the Washington Wizards. I'm floating through this hole. Quick and fast and in a hurry. Oh, man, the Golden State Warriors finally win a game on the road as they defeated the Washington Wizards 127-118. to 118. And could this be the new Splash Brothers in town? I mean, Jordan Poole, you might as well just add him to the Splash Brothers at this point. They are Mario, Luigi, and Wario at this point. 
41 points from Steph, 12 of 28, 6 of 15. Steph is showing that he might be uh, have something to say about that top five players in the league conversation. Um, Jordan Poole had 32 points, 12 of 27 of 13 from three. Very efficient night. Draymond Green is the biggest shocker as he scored 17 points. He shot two or three from three. He had 10 rebounds. This was Draymond Green's best performance of the season. On the Washington side of things, Christoph Porzingis showed that what he did in, in Dallas was was uh, Dallas was not showcasing him enough in the offenses. He contributed 32 points with the absence of Bradley Beal, of course. 9 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3. Kyle Kuzma did not shoot the ball particularly well, shot 5 of 20, but contributed 16 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Rui Hashimura had 16 off the bench. Monte Morris had 17. Damn, I was thinking about getting that motherfucker in the game and on my betting, but fuck it now. All right. The Miami Heat ended up losing to the Atlanta Hawks. 121 to 113. Ice Trey and DeJounte Murray finally showed up, but Jimmy Butler, 34 points. Is playoff Jimmy, has he arrived? I truly think, I really think so. 34 points, 11 of 16 from the field. He even hit a three. Wow. Bam Adebayo, check this stat line out. 20 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. He had the complete game on offense and defense. Tyler Hero, despite shooting 1 of 8 from 3, still had 15 points on 7 to 16 shooting. The, uh, the GOAT, Gabe Vincent, had 10 points tonight. Um... Trey and DeJounte showed up to blow up. 28 points for DeJounte Murray and seven assists. Then we had Ice Trey with 24 points and eight assists. Ooh, 10 turnovers. That wasn't good. But despite that, they still came out of the arena with the win. Next on the plate of food, we had the Utah Jazz defeating... The Minnesota Timberwolves, 126 to 125. Man, look at this. Seven niggas and double figures, y'all. My God. Walker Kessler. Look at this stat line. 20 points, 21 rebounds. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Walker Kessler is becoming what I thought he would be. And I knew that Walker Kessler was a great pickup for Utah. 20 points and 21 rebounds. That deserves us all-world salute. Jordan Clarkson, 21 points. O'Shea Agbaji got some clock today. I told you, Utah niggas, what was up with that kid. That motherfucker from Kansas is a bad motherfucker. And he proved it. 17 points, 6 of 8 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. Welcome to the NBA, kid. Colin Sexton, 19 points off the bench. This was an incredible performance by the Utah Jazz. And they did this without Lori Markkinen. 
Minnesota Timberwolves side of things, Anthony Edwards had 21, uh, had 29 points, and D'Angelo Russell had 21 points, and they also had six niggas in double figures of their own. Let's move on to Phoenix and Memphis with still Phoenix was without their star players as they get they motherfucking ass beat 136 to 106. My God, Memphis just beat the fuck out of them. I mean, Michael Bridges did all he could, 21 points. DeAndre Ayton had 18 points, but five rebounds. This dude got to be the worst big man in the league. The worst so-called big man in basketball. I just can't stand him, dude. I see why he gets cussed out all the time. It's a reason why. Meanwhile, Desmond Bain and John Morant got the chemistry back rolling. Desmond Bain shot 10 of 12 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, 28 points. John Morant, 29 points. He had five threes, y'all. And they had six niggas in double figures as well. Jaron Jackson had 18 points and six blocks. Six blocks. Well, we can establish him as this could be what? Player number 17 that I view as defensively elite, right? Right. We might have to come back to that later on uh, this year. Last but totally not least, LeBron James. LeBron James at the age of 95 drops 48 points on the Houston Rockets. Now, LeBron James is supposed to do this. He's an elite basketball player, top 15, top 10 player if you in the league. Um, but the Rockets were no slouches. Despite them losing 140 to 132, Alperin Sengun had the best game of his young season, 33 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 blocks, complete performance, 14 of 17 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3. Jalen Green had 23 points. Eric Gordon had 19 points. Um, Kenya Martin Jr. had 17 points. LeBron had 48 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. An incredible game for their king. But, man, LeBron James was beating up on little kids, man. That dude is a bully. (laughs) Man, but he had it going. You got to give him his props where props is due. Russell Westbrook had 24 points off the bench. But hell of a game from LeBron. All right, guys, that is my show. Um, I appreciate y'all for giving a nigga a look and a nigga a listen. It's King Nona Uncensored, Martin Luther King Day basketball in the NBA, and I'm out.